Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vehicles in two great brands. Come see them off Kimball Junction and across from the outlet malls. Drive a little, save a lot. I have only five words for you. From my cold, dead hands. It's time for Gun Radio Utah. No apologies. A show dedicated to preserving and protecting your constitutional right to bear arms for your security and sport. Here's your host, well-known gun rights advocate and chairman of the Utah Shooting Sports Council, Clark Opposian. And welcome to Gun Radio Utah. There are no apologies. I am Clark Opposian. I chair the Utah Shooting Sports Council and Bill Pedersen. Well, Bill's a director for the Utah Shooting Sports Council. He's usually right across from me today, but he is not. He is out. He's out helling around somewhere. That's what I call it. He's out helling around somewhere. So he has an excused absence. And uh, been a busy week, hasn't it? It's been kind of a kind of a busy week. Yeah. The uh, the Supreme Court a couple days ago, two three days ago, handed down its opinion in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association uh, case against Bruin. And it, well, I'll tell you this, it, it, they decided in our, in the listener's favor. Then uh, we had the, the Senate and the House. The Senate and the House got together and uh, actually passed some legislation. Not, uh, I'll, I'll give you a kind of a, a little primer, not a big fan of it. Not a big fan of it. And we're going to go through what both of these things mean to you. To as Utahns and uh, as citizens of the country, we're going to talk about both of them. But I also want to, so I, I to give you a little bit in the Supreme Court case, it's bigger than just the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association or the right to carry a firearm outside the home. It's bigger than that in the way that Justice Clarence Thomas wrote this. So. We're going to be talking a little bit about that, but it has implications, obviously, for at the very least six what we call may issue states, may issue a concealed carry permit states. And yes, that includes obviously New York and, and Connecticut and Delaware, Rhode Island and New Jersey and Hawaii and California. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Okay. So I was, I was pretty excited when the, when the, when the, opinion came out and I got reading it and I got reading it. It was like 135 pages total, 83 of the main content with the dissents and the, and the con- uh, concurrences. And I just decided I'd, I'd had to deal with the firearm licensing authority for some reason in San Francisco, California, where I'm, I'm from the Bay area of it. And for some reason I had to deal with them on something to do with bringing some guns in one time. And I decided to just, out of the book, just give him a call. And I actually had an officer answer, you know, an agent answer the phone. And I said, Hey, uh, you know, when can we, uh, you know, I says, can we, can we start today or do we have to wait till the end of the week? Then we can get our, our permits approved. 
And he says, whoa, 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 wait, wait just a minute. Hang on. He says, this is just so new to us. I says, well, it says right here, you have to do it. And he says, well, well, do you have to give us something? Anyway, I, uh, I says, nah, never mind. I says, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just apply. So anyway, they, they probably still won't be accepting applications from out of state anyway, but we are going to, we are going to talk about that. In fact, I want to know, given these, it, it is far reaching. It's not, I, CNN said that Clarence Thomas's, uh, opinion, the decision was narrowly focused. It really wasn't narrowly focused. It's big. It has implications that are big, and it's not just for it, not just for carrying outside the home. So, if you remember Heller back in two thousand eight, the Heller decision, it basically was tasked with the the court was tasked with answering the question: Is the second does the Second Amendment confer an individual right? And can you own a firearm? You know, do you have a right to own a firearm? And it, it's basically was just talking about inside the home because that's what the that's what the argument was. And they affirmed, yes, one, it was huge that the Second Amendment is an actual individual right. It's not a collective right, you know, held by the National Guard or the you know the the military or something like that. And yes, you are allowed to maintain a firearm in your home. And that was big. I mean, that it, because, you know, they'd always said that the second amendment, you know, the, the hand ringers had always said the second amendment was more of a collective, right? And this one flat out confirms that one. Yeah. The, the second amendment is obviously an individual, right? But two, you have a right. So, so let's go back. Heller allowed you to, Keep arms, as in the keep and bear. They they definitely affirmed you can keep arms. What this one does is it says you can keep and bear arms, and that you cannot have a restrictive licensing uh, scheme like they do in these uh, definitely six states, maybe even expanding to nine states. Cannot have this kind of scheme anymore, and you're going to have to change it now. It doesn't mean, you know, the same people who can have guns before can still have guns now. It doesn't expand that scope. But some of these other, you know, like limiting it to, to 21-year-olds and magazine restrictions and types of firearms, I think that's all on the chopping block now. I think that when they utilize this, uh, you know, when uh, gun rights lobbyists or activists or whoever, individuals start to utilize this in the individual courts, they can cite this and they can cite some of, uh, you know, Thomas's uh, or Alito's uh, talks about this. So um, what laws, what new laws do you want to see in Utah? 888 I'm just going to open it up and you got to tell uh, producer Dan, Dan is in there and speak, you know, tell him, uh, Tell him specifically, and he'll write it up on the board for me, but tell me specifically, what new laws do you want to see in Utah? And I'm not necessarily saying that this opens floodgate that we can have anything we want, but boy, it does put a different spin on it. All right, so we are going to be talking about that. We're going to talk about just what this, this case does. And 
I really want to talk about some of the dissents. Sotomayor, Breyer's dissent uh, to the to the decision. So you know it was a six three decision. Six justices voting uh, to overturn, essentially reversing the lower court's decision upholding the the state of New York and remanding it back and saying nope. This is reversed with these instructions, remand it back, and now you can decide uh, better given this framework. All right, so then we're also going to talk about what I think we'll get into right now and just in the couple minutes I have left, but then we'll, we're going to drag this out over. But if you want to, you can, you can talk about what new laws should we have? What laws should we be getting rid of? 888-570-8010. 888-570-8010. And let's look. So... We have the bill that was passed, both in the Senate, and it didn't change when it went to the House, this, um, this gun control, it's a gun control bill. They short-titled it because the, the hand-ringers were the ones that got to name it because it was their bill. And it says, this act may be cited as the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Yeah, there were, I guess, when they call bipartisan by calling 15, 15 members of the Senate that went from one partisan, one Republican partisan, to the other. I guess that's what they call bipartisan. But other than that, it, it um, well, I guess you can't say it passed on party lines. But the people, the, the vast majority of the people were either running for election um, and well, some of the some of the Republicans are specifically not running for re-election or don't run again until 2028. So maybe they felt they were covered and protected in that. Well, let's go over what that bill does. When we come back, though, we're going to do that because I don't have enough time. Definitely don't have enough time in the 30 seconds or so that I have left to talk about that. But we are going to. Oh, I want to remind everybody before I forget, don't forget July 9th over at Mountain America Credit Union or the Sandy Expo Center, 90th and State Street, uh, the free concealed carry class for Utah school employees. That's Utah school employees. Doesn't matter what you do for them. If you're Utah, if you're a school employee, uh, sign up for that class. Go to utah2aalliance.com. Utah. Available at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS. Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. Protecting and preserving your constitutional right to bear arms. It's Gun Radio Utah on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Here's your host, Clark Aposian. Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. All right. Like I said, uh, Bill Pedersen, uh, director of Utah Shooting Sports Council, was out on a uh, is out helling around on an excused absence. So don't ask him any questions. You know, the Second Amendment, it was uh, so I've read this opinion from the Supreme Court. And it, essentially, they reaffirmed, especially Clarence Tobbins and Alito affirmed that the Second Amendment is not a granted right. It's an enumerated it's a numbered, it's a listed right that, and, and, and the Second Amendment mentions this. It's an already existing right. And then it says in the Second Amendment that government shall not infringe upon it. So it wasn't granted. It just mentions the, the right to keep bear arms, as in the right as in, it's already there. It's not, we are granting you this right. It is the right to keep and bear arms. Don't mess with it. 
And that uh, if the Second Amendment means anything, it means the right to obviously keep a firearm, have a firearm, to bear a firearm readily available, accessible, as in loaded, for the dreaded anticipation of a confrontation. And Dan, let's take Scott from Sandy. And uh, Scott, you're, you're, you want to address some hunting laws. Tell me what you think. Tell me what laws need to be addressed for hunting. Well, uh, well, they, they were at one time. Uh, they changed Article 6, Section 1 of the Utah Constitution because some hunters were uh, mad at some outsiders like Californians coming in here and by either a referendum or a petition or an initiative, uh, changing our hunting laws. Well, that same process could also be used for gun rights. And I, I would like to see that whole process eliminated since it's illegal. And you mean the initiative, anyway, the initiative and proposition? The initiative and proposition? Yeah, thing. referendum you know, initiative I, and proposition. I, 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 well, I agree with you. I, I tell you, I agree with you because I think it bypasses our normal legislative system. And exactly, you're absolutely exactly right what in that does. those those initiatives and propositions they don't they aren't homegrown. I'll tell you that, Scott. They are not homegrown. They start right. with big money from outside of Utah. Hi, Abby, and they uh, they start with big money from outside of Utah. And it, you know, it doesn't take much. I mean, California has ten times the number of people we do, and they're all mostly bedwetters. And that money can influence, in a huge way, elections and propositions and commercials, um, to say nothing of Bloomberg or Soros. So I, I, I'm going to agree with you there, Scott. I've got to let you go. Um, I'll give you a last. I'll give you last ten seconds on this, though. Okay. So nothing on that one. All right. Let's take. Uh, you know what, Dan? Let's take Kerry uh, out of Clearfield. Kerry, are you there? Um, yeah. Carrie, are you there? Okay, fantastic. Make sure your radio's off, because if I hear myself in the background, it, it messes me up. All right, so uh, lawmakers creating unconstitutional laws. That's a that's a big issue. That's huge. Tell me more. Right. Well, what, what I'm looking for is either penalize or censure lawmakers for introducing legislation that's repugnant to the Constitution. Because we get it over and over. The red flag laws keep coming up. Yeah. And we keep uh, we've had, them down. We've had them three times here in, in Utah. Three times. And they were all brought by Republicans. Oh, my gosh. They were brought by Republicans three yeah. times. We shot them down. And it's interesting to talk, because we're going to be talking about red flag logs here in just a minute. But it's interesting to note that they have been attempting red flag laws in one state or another for the last 25 years. And in all that time... They've only they've managed 19 states, so less than two fifths of the United States in 25 years. If it was such a great idea, and so and it's not for lack of trying. I don't think there's a state out there that hasn't you know of the other 31 states that hasn't had it uh, brought up you know to their state legislatures or initiatives or, or propositions like Scott has said before, and had them defeated. So you know I. I, I really, I, I agree with you because um, these things are, well, as we, we're going to talk about red flag laws and we're going to talk about what um, the new bill, the Bipartisan Gun Safety Act or whatever it is, Save the Children Act, um, is, it did and what we have. So, but 
but they they do this. We used to have in the Utah legislature, uh, as a part of the um, the legislative research, which basically puts pen to paper and puts all the legalese into the laws uh, that the the the, uh, the uh, legislators have the concept of, and they would as they look at some of these. You know, they're all attorneys that work for Ledger Research, and they would they would write a note on some of these and say, this likely violates the Constitution, either of the Constitution of Utah or the Constitution of the United States, and it would be called a constitutional note. And that would be put with the bill. So anybody, any legislator that goes to look at it, any one of the public that goes to look at it would say, hey, this thing is going to be shot down. They stopped doing that. And... I don't know exactly why, but they stopped making these constitutional notes on the bills. They just let him go. Hold on. Should we bring that back? Kerry, did I lose Kerry? Oh, uh, I, oh, I agree there. with you. I agree with you. So, yeah, I mean, that yes, were can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, what about somebody that constantly wants to, what about a legislator that constantly wants to? I would hope they would get voted out, but you know what? Some of these legislators, it, it gives them more credence among their their skewed, um, uh, you know, electorate in their in certain areas. So, you know, I don't know, but uh, I, I think it ought to be brought up. I think we ought to bring back the constitutional notes, and I think the very first thing, it should be a big red piece of paper on the top of the bill that says this uh, this is likely to be found unconstitutional. At least you know, at least uh, have some things for it. So, Kerry, thanks for calling. Appreciate uh, the call out in Clearfield. You know, I'm going to be in Clearfield in Kaysville area for the Fourth of July parade. In fact, I just had to go get the big truck, the big deuce and a half, all cleaned up and started up. You know, I hadn't started that thing in a year and a half. It's been kind of in storage, and I put the new batteries in it, and ba bam, that thing just started right up. Nice, powerful. And had to go get the air, tires aired up. 89, 89, no, 90, 90 pounds of pressure in those tires in all six of them. All right, so let's go over what this bill does. I've got uh, about three minutes or so. All right, so the bill that uh, passed the Senate went to the House. The House didn't really discuss it very much at all. They just wanted to get this thing passed. And they, and they didn't really want to discuss it because I think they would see very instantly by any dissent that this isn't addressing anything. This doesn't address what, you know, this is just more hand-wringing. All right. So they have money. This is not necessarily in order. They have money for red flag laws. It, it's not that they're instituting red flag laws, but they're telling the 20 or 31 states that don't have red flag laws ERP or ERPOs, extreme risk protection orders, that they will get money if they enact them. Well, it, first off, I don't like that you hold money, taxpayer money, held hostage, hold it over the head of these states in order to enact these things that. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Are, are, without exception, could be handled with existing laws. Um, and so th- there's so many there's so many problems with the red flag laws, including not the least of which is due process. Second, remember that your this is a gun confiscation scheme. This is gun confiscation. We take your guns because you are deemed to be so exigently dangerous. However, you're deemed to be this without you getting to talk. Not for two weeks. You still have your guns taken away. And then in two weeks time, you can come before the judge and plead your case. But you're already guilty or, you know, liable as the respondent. And remember, you haven't committed a crime. If you've committed a crime, well, goodness sakes, they're going to arrest you. And, and, you know, if it's pertinent enough, they put you in jail. So there's there's that. There's so many other things. There's no penalty for false swearing. So if the law enforcement officer or your your spouse or your neighbor doesn't like you and tells a big story, there's no penalty for them. All right. So anyway, so we have that. We have, let me see, I'll get through a couple more. 18 to 20-year-olds now are considered less trustworthy than 21 and 22-year-olds and so on and so forth even though there is not a pattern of problem there. But 18 to 20-year-olds can still buy rifles, semi-automatic rifles. And in the case of California, it's going to be shot down. We think um, they can't buy semi-automatic rifles. But anyway, so they're going to be, uh, they have an enhanced, essentially an enhanced background check, which goes back and looks at their previous history prior to being 18, their, their juvenile history. And so in some cases, the, the state, you know, automatically bans that juvenile history from coming out. Do you know, in Utah, we actually look back seven years and even 10 years on violent crimes at a juvenile's history before they purchase a gun. All right, we're going to talk a few more things uh, when we come back on what this... 4040. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction? Visit WasatchMedicalClinic.com for a free offer. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. Apology is a word not allowed on this show. Clark Capotion is back with Gun Radio Utah. Hey, welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. There are no apologies and... With that being said, uh, well, no, no, that's a terrible segue into the gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse. The gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse, if your gun is broken, if it's not working the way you want it to, if it doesn't look as nice as you've got a scratch on it, or you just lost all the bluing, or it's rusted, or whatever, or it just doesn't work, you want to rechamber it, the stock is cracked, you want to, you want to put a suppressor or a flash hider, a muzzle brake on it, and you need it threaded, these things, and more. Uh, get a hold of the gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse. You can give him a call at 801-304-8070. 801-304-8070. You can take it right down to them. 
1630 South, 5070 West in Salt Lake City, Suite 200. That's 1630 South, 5070 West in Salt Lake. Or better yet, you can take it to any of the over 122 Sportsman's Warehouse locations. Take it back to the... uh, to the gun counter and tell them to get that gun to the gunsmith at Sportsman's Warehouse. All right, now, continuing. So we have this thing called the boyfriend loophole. Don't you love these little names that the that the libs come up with? Like ghost gun and cop killer bullets and boyfriend loophole and assault weapon. All right, well, they literally put boyfriend loophole in this because they're not even ashamed of showing their bias. All right. Uh, first off, it's not a loophole. If you're a, if you're a, a person in a relationship and you hit, if you, if you injure the other person, threaten the other person, whatever, damage the other person, then that's a crime. doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or not, if you're strangers, for goodness sakes. Well, what they're saying now is right now under even the Lautenberg Amendment from way back when, if you're married or if you have kids together or if you're in the family, you know, brother, sister, those are uh, grounds for if you if you um, create a domestic violence situation or if there's a domestic violence situation. And obviously, if you injure or assault them, but even if you get into an argument and you let's say you, you just get into an argument and you say, I'm just out of here and you go out the front door and you slam the door and all your angerness, you slam the door. Not hurting anybody, but a picture that was on the wall that was co-owned by you and them falls and breaks. That, yes, that is domestic violence. And yes, you can lose your firearm rights for that misdemeanor crime of damaging other people's property or joint property. Now, if it's just your picture, it doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, literally. Now, they want to expand that scope to include dating relationships, not even just current dating relationship, but past dating relationships. So all your old boyfriends and girlfriends are going to be coming out of the woodwork now. Uh, Yeah, I laugh, but oh, man, you know, Utah does have a semblance of that already in our books and it has some uh, some very strict requirements in it, but they just expanded this nationwide with this bill. With with this, now it's a law because Biden has signed it. And my my opinion on that would be until they fix the misuses, overreach, and weaponization of that um, domestic violence type thing, I I I don't think they ought to be expanding the scope of it. And anyway, all right, further. And uh, Representative Carrie Ann Lisenby, I'm reading from uh, from one of her addresses to this bill. She uh, so they they have expanded or replaced the definition of being in the business of selling guns. If you are in the business of selling guns and you make a profit, you know whatever you're in the business, you're supposed to get a federal firearms license. And what this bill also does, one of the things nobody's talking about, it replaces that definition of engaged in the business with the principal objective of livelihood and profit. That was the original. They took out the with the principal objective of livelihood and profit. And it says to predominantly earn a profit. 
that seems like a minor, a distinction without a difference, but it really is huge. Essentially, if you're selling guns for more than you bought them for, you could now be arrested, charged with, you know, selling guns under a federal code. So they've, uh, they've changed that. Then the other thing they, they decided, which they think is so novel, they think is so new and innovative, they said that if you are buying a firearm for another person, you know, going through a dealer or whatever, if you're buying it for another person who cannot pass the background check, then that's a crime. Hey, folks, guess what? It's always been a crime. That's called a straw purchase. But all they're really doing is saying, well, we're really going to crack down on this now. You know, we've two A advocates have been saying this all along. Enforce the dang laws that you've already got on the books before you put new ones on there. And now they say they're going to redouble their effort because they they really have not paid any attention to these to some of these laws. They just want new ones and new ones. And so <laughs> people are thinking, oh my gosh, that's a good one. Why didn't we have that before? Yeah, folks, we've always had that one. All right, further. Uh, enhanced, oh, so we told you about the enhanced background checks. What they're doing is they're going back. Utah has already had it. Interesting, Anastasia, whatever her name is, or, or Cortez, AOC. Uh, AOC calls the, the going back and looking at 18 to 20-year-olds the criminalization of children. So how interesting that AOC would be against that. In Utah, we already go back seven and sometimes 10 years. What's not in the bill, there's no semi-auto ban. There's no restriction on 18 to 20-year-olds purchasing firearms, and there's no magazine restriction. So those are good things. They wouldn't have passed in the Senate anyway. You wouldn't even get Democrats, some of the Democrats, to vote for that. Uh, What else do we have on there? We have, oh, finally, almost as an afterthought, and this is the multi-billion dollar bill, uh, money for mental health, and a little bit of money, just almost like really an afterthought, 200 and something million dollars spread across, you know, the United States to address school safety. And as a sub part of that to secure the schools, but that's up to the states as they get the money, but it's up to the states on how they do that. I think this should have been, you know, issue number one. So we've got red flag, we got boyfriend loophole, we got, um, the, the change in the selling of firearms, uh, if you're not a dealer, the straw purchase, the enhanced background checks, and money for suicide prevention and mental health and that type of thing. All right. I think I want to say I'm missing one. But anyway, so that's that's essentially what we've got in that bill. And it's going to leave me with not a ton of time to go over what the Supreme Court did. So when we come back, I'll have uh, I'll have a few minutes to try to wrap up Gun Radio Utah for this week and let you know what uh, what they did. There's so much fun stuff in this, especially on the con- available at Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS. Claims based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated. You want some fun? Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah with Clark Kaposian on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS. Listen and you'll know. Welcome back to Gun Radio Utah. I've got to get right into this because we don't have a lot of time in this last segment. So on Thursday, the Supreme Court ruled 
that the Constitution of the United States, especially the Second Amendment, provides a right to carry a home or right to carry outside the home, a right to carry a gun outside the home. And that was the it was a six three ruling. And it's the last big ruling they've had since two thousand eight, Heller and then McDonald after that. So what it what it came from was it was a New York law that required an individual to show a special need, a, a special need beyond normal self-defense to get a permit to carry a concealed firearm in public. And they already banned open carry. So this was the only way to possess a firearm would be to get a concealed carry permit. So they would have people would still apply for them because they still, all states technically have a concealed carry permit program, but six or seven of them, it doesn't mean anything. You can apply all day long and you're just not going to get it. And so the law though said, you know, you had to demonstrate, you had to affirmatively demonstrate a special need. So gun owners in the state, especially via the, the, NRA and the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, which is a kind of an arm in each state of the NRA, uh, they sued, contending the requirement made it basically impossible for ordinary folks to get the necessary license unless you, you know, patted the pocket of people. Uh, And it, it turned the Second Amendment essentially into a limited privilege, not a constitutional right. So the court agreed with New York State Rifle and Pistol Association to struck down that requirement. But in doing so, they didn't just say, okay, New York, you have to do this, and that's that. No, no, no. They interpreted the rights that are enumerated, listed in the Second Amendment, and said, anybody else that has some laws that affect firearms, firearm ownership, firearm use, uh, the, the, the keeping and the bearing, you're going to have a new structure to look at to see if those are constitutional or not. And all we're really looking at right now is the historical text, the right to keep and bear arms, and any, any challenge to that, any law that affects that, had better affirmatively come out front and center with an especially essential need to modify the keep and bear. So that's, that really, really is huge. And pending case, this is going to affect pending cases, cases that are already kind of in the works uh, in different state courts and circuit courts and that kind of thing. And yeah, I've been paying attention to my case, obviously, Supreme Court docket number 21-159, a potion versus bar, no, a potion, a potion versus, um, um, anyway, the, the uh, br- brain just went blank anyway, and it was a potion B bar anyway. Um, I think that may be the reason that the Supreme, the justices kept rescheduling, scheduling it for a conference and then rescheduling it just at the last minute to keep it in play without denying it. So, um, the, um, a, uh, a, 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 an advocate wrote that this analysis will apply to gun cases that have already been appealed to the Supreme Court, which include 
challenges to California's ban on magazines, holding more than 10 rounds, Maryland's ban on assault weapons, and a challenge to the federal bump stock ban put in place by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Bam, that's my case. So the high court may opt to take up those cases or it might send them back down to the lower courts with the new instructions that were handed out in this case. And they, uh, they have to now revisit them and re-examine them with deference to Thursday's ruling. So, um, you know, it, it's the, the, the decision for the Supreme Court is also likely going to affect what happens in uh, the prohibition that California has right now of people under the age of 21 from purchasing what they call assault weapons, uh, certain semi-automatic firearms. And that was already struck down by the Ninth Circuit panel, and it's it's on appeal right now from uh, from the California Attorney General. So I think it's I think it will. I think it absolutely will. And so let me read some just one of the. Uh, so I'm I'm having to uh, figure out and prioritize what, but one of the things Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, who wrote the majority opinion, he said, individual self defense is the central component of the Second Amendment right. Individual self-defense is the central component of the Second Amendment right. As we've said before, folks, it ain't about hunting. It ain't about target shooting or collecting. It's about self-defense for that dreaded anticipation of a confrontation. Yeah, you need to have a gun and you need to be able to carry that firearm. So let's see. Um, And so lower courts have looked at first they they used to use this kind of test. Lower courts have looked at it. It says whether the regulated activity, whatever the state's law is on affecting firearms, falls within the scope of the conduct protected by the Second Amendment. And if it did, then they had a second test, whether the regulation, you know, like banning people from 18 from buying a, a firearm, whether that regulation, whether those regulations if the means justified the ends, you know, like making the country safer or something like this, they don't get to have that second test anymore. Does it fall within the scope and does it violate the second amendment? So anyway, let's see if I've got, eh, I might have a minute or so. Um, most of the dissent, I'll let you know, uh, a lot of it from Breyer and Sotomayor, um, it, it seems as we've looked at it and reading this stuff is just so arduous because the case in question was Supreme Court's concealed carry law. What did Sotomayor and Breyer bring into it? Also deaths among the deaths across the country and the school shootings and, uh, suicides and all these things that had nothing at all to do with the question at hand. What is their job? Their job is to decide on the constitutionality of the regulation in New York State. So anyway, and so Alito actually said, why does the dissent think it's relevant to recount the mass shootings that have occurred in recent years? He says, um, then he says, um, uh, does the dissent think that laws like New York's prevent or deter such atrocities? How does this dissent account for the fact that one of the mass shootings near the top of the list took place in Buffalo, New York? The New York law at issue in this case obviously did not stop the perpetrator, Alito said. All right, so 
Uh, if you get a sec, you can go to, and you can get an actual text. You can download it to your phone, read it, peruse it, comments, and great, uh, I think, answers to a lot of the bedwetting, hand-wringing, um, you know, kind of uh, arguments that they make that you can find among Clarence Thomas and, uh, and Justice Alito and Kavanaugh as well. Kavanaugh did a great job in his um, concurrence. All right, that is it for Gun Radio Utah today. We'll be back next week live and in person, so be careful out there. Hey, and if you go shooting today, it's pretty dry. Bring a fire extinguisher or a shovel or some water. Be careful. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.